He's earned decades of Wall Street success, a lifelong student of the market who learned to navigate the world of finance with unshaking confidence, an underdog who achieved the American dream. Now the Fox Business host is sharing all his investing wisdom with you on Charles Payne's Unstoppable Prosperity Podcast. Welcome to my Unstoppable Prosperity Podcast. Close to four decades on Wall Street has taught me how to successfully invest in the stock market. And in this four-part series, I'm going to teach you too. I sit down with some friends and colleagues of mine from Fox Business, Lydia Hugh, Madison Allworth, and Taylor Riggs, as they each join me for an episode to help tell my story and impart critical lessons from my Unstoppable Prosperity book. But today, it's just us. What inspired me to write the book, Unstoppable Prosperity, was... I wanted to help people. I wanted to share what's happened to me with everyone else because I discovered that the stock market is the greatest money-making machine out there, and the greatest part of it is there are no barriers to entry. Anyone can participate. You know, I used to read Forbes 400, uh, the magazine with the 400 richest Americans, from the very beginning, the first issue that they put out, and I'd read it cover to cover, cover to cover. Uh, that is... And the only other thing I could afford at first, when I first got out in the military, was Architectural Digest. I would buy that for the homes and say, one day I'm going to live in a house like that. And I bought Forbes because those were the people that inspired me. And the one thing I noticed almost right away, everyone in Forbes 400 had one thing in common, the stock market. I don't care what industry they were in, whether they were home builders or industrialists or capitalists or entrepreneurs. At some point, the wealth creation part of it came via the stock market. So I had always been interested in the stock market ever since I was 14 years old. But this drew me even closer to saying that's how we have to make it as a people. I mean, because we're all in the stock market. Everyone is in the stock market. But how do you benefit from it? So after almost 40 years, uh, a lot of trial and error. In fact, I still consider myself a student of the stock market, and I always will. I've found myself in a position where uh, I've achieved a lot of financial goals, but this is my way of giving back. And when I speak to people all the time, the most frustrating part is when they say they can't do it, that it's not for them, that it's over their heads, that it's somehow some sort of different world, that there's no bridge from where they are to where that world is. And there is. And I hope that this book is that bridge for you. So in the book, I talk a lot about the untapped knowledge that people have or connecting the dots. It's so funny to me. Uh, I've gotten in elevators, and, and whenever certain fads are out, I remember when everyone was marrying the Michael Kors watches. All the ladies in the building had those big Michael Kors watches on, and I would always get on the elevator and look and say, oh, wow, that's a great watch. Oh, yeah, thanks a lot. I've got two of them. Wow. Where'd you get it from? Kors. Oh, okay. Everyone's getting them. Wow. Uh, do you own the stock? <laughs> so, and I always have to ask quick because you never know before they're going to get off. And they always said no. And I would always say, why not? And then they would just stop and think about it. And they never had a real good reason other than, well, I'm not in the stock market. The stock market is not for me. I don't have enough money. But they did have one thing. They knew about cores long before evidence of cores' fantastic growth showed up on any income statement long before any sort of Wall Street firm recommended the stock. Because when they were telling me the story in the elevators, on the lines for lunch, wherever I would see these watches being worn, the stock hadn't even taken off yet. So they knew. They knew. They just didn't know that they could connect those dots 
and find a way to not only be a customer, an unpaid spokesperson, but also part owner of the company. And with that, a lot of people say, well, you know, Charles, I'm just not a risk taker. Of course you're a risk taker. We all take risk. Every time we cross the street, we're taking a risk. Every time we go to work, we're taking a risk. That what we do for a living is worth our while. Otherwise, we would quit and look for a different job. So we've kind of calculated, okay, I can make just enough money to live just a certain kind of way and maybe have a little bit left over. You take the risk that you'd rather do that than maybe pound the pavement and not find a job that pays a lot more. So in some form or fashion, we are all risk takers. And what's really amazing to me is in the past, Americans in general, but certainly folks in my family that had less took greater risk. Isn't that interesting? The American dream these days has sort of twisted us in a way where we work just hard enough for a down payment on the house with monthly mortgage payments. We work just hard enough for a down payment on a car with monthly car payments. We work just hard enough to save for the ideal wedding, and then we still pay off that years after we're married. We all know about student debt. The American dream has become living to pay bills. So in that sense, that's a risk of never fulfilling your dream. So we're all risk takers, but it will make it a lot easier understanding the rules of the road, understanding how to do it. Just like crossing the street, you look both ways. If you learn how to look both ways in a stock market, you'll feel like it's less of a risk, and instead you're getting from point A to point B. So within the book, I've laid out a certain amount of tools. And believe me, there's so many tools on Wall Street, it could drive you crazy. (laughs) There are just so many different metrics and valuations and opinions. So I tried to really simplify it because when I was coming up initially through the markets, I tried everything. And I found some things worked, some things didn't work. You can make something up. You can say, you know what? I'm going to buy a stock that begins with two every Tuesday. And for two weeks, you might make a lot of money. And then it doesn't work. So you want to make sure you're using tools that have worked for a long time, that are easy to understand and comprehend. And that's exactly what I've tried to do in this book. Because, again, we go back to that notion of taking a risk. The more confident you are, the more likely you are to make those choices. And, you know, you're going to also have to realize another thing. A lot of people who get involved in the stock market want to get rich overnight. I mean, listen, we're in a get-rich-overnight society. Uh, I don't think we've ever lived in an era where that's been more materialistic, celebrity-driven, and, yeah, (laughs) me-tooism. Everyone could make a TikTok video become an overnight superstar or a YouTube superstar. And that's fine. That's cool. I get it. But. The stock market, if you do it the right way, will make you money over a longer period of time. You want a sustained income. You want sustained growth. You want unstoppable prosperity. doesn't mean you won't get derailed from time to time. You won't have setbacks from time to time. But it must be a lifelong endeavor or you're not doing it right. Think about Warren Buffett, for instance. Warren Buffett, he never liked technology stocks. He, you know, He's an old school dude. And he likes railroads. He likes all of that kind of stuff that your great-grandfather likes, right? I mean, but it works for him. He likes ice cream and railroads. Okay, cool. He made the, he finally met with Steve Jobs and then later on Tim Cook of Apple. And he figured out, you know what? This is really a good company. I, even though I don't like technology, I'm going to buy this Apple stock. Now it's his largest holding. But guess what? He bought the stock when he was 85 years old. And he bought it for a long-term hold. 
And over the next eight years, he was up 500%. So don't go into the stock market thinking that you're going to get rich overnight. You do want to every now and then have a windfall. For me, the windfalls that I've had in the stock market have been mostly, I wouldn't say luck, but I bought the right stocks and the fundamentals kept improving and I just held on to them. But I didn't go into any stock I can remember ever thinking this is going to be a 10-bagger overnight, and it was. Because usually those are miss and they miss miserably. And here's the real sad part about that. When people come into the market and they want to take a shot, because that's what they're doing, they're taking a shot, uh, and they miss, they never come back. And they'll say later on, I tried the stock market, it's not for me. No, it's not for anyone who's taking a shot. It is for someone, though, who wants to change their life over a sustained period of time. So I really believe that everyone can use this book. I wrote it in a way that is sort of introductory, but at the same time, if you've been in the stock market for five or 10 years, it's also good for that as well. Here's the thing. On Wall Street, you're not going to get a lot of help. I mean, their goal is to get AUM, assets under management. You have They want you to hand over your paycheck. And here's the irony again. You hand them your paycheck, and then six months later, they tell you about a company named Coors, and they buy the stock for you on your behalf and collect a commission. That's fine. That's the way the industry works. And if you're too intimidated, I would still say go that way rather than to send it out at all. But if you're someone who wants to have a greater knowledge of where your money is going, a greater understanding, and also to be more in charge, after all, you've earned it. It's your money. You've earned this money. Then you probably should read this book and Again, there's no urgency for you to do this, but there's also an urgency factor not to do it. So with this series of episodes that we've put together, we've got some things in there that I share. Uh, I tried to be completely transparent, completely honest uh, about myself, about what's driven me, about the people whose shoulders I stand on, and my goals for my family, including my children and my grandchildren. And my goal is for everyone else. I abhor poverty. I hate it. I hate that people feel down. I, 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 just, I, I, just, I just hate so much that we live in the richest country in the world and there's so many people who feel left out. By the same token, everyone, every single person listening to this podcast has the ability to take control of their own destiny. In fact, you have somewhat of an obligation to because that's the greatness that America was founded on. Take advantage of it. I hope that this book, Unstoppable Prosperity, and a series of podcasts will help you on your way. Thank you very much. I'm Charles Payne. You've been listening to the Charles Payne's Unstoppable Prosperity Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to this series and don't forget to rate and review. And keep listening so I can help put you on the path to unstoppable prosperity now. Now.